9th. And uh, we'll have a, the reason we have to have you sign up because we need to know how many people we need to order food for from Longhorn. And so uh, do come and join with us. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what do, what, what do you think and how are you thinking and uh, the intersection church, what's important to you and what, 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 what's going on, where are we headed, what's God doing. So we're going to talk about that on June the 9th, but it is connected to Longhorn Barbecue. So be sure and sign up for that five o'clock on June the 9th. We look forward to that. And uh, hopefully you'll all be able to come. Now for those who are 49 and younger, Those are 49 and younger. Uh, we haven't forgotten you. That group we're going to meet with on July the 14th. And so that'll happen a little bit uh, a couple of weeks later. So June the 9th, hopefully you can come and uh, we will together um, uh, grow together in the Lord. Now, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. Who feels bold enough that you know it well and can tell us what Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 is? Raise your hand. Who's got it? Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. Don't scratch your head because I might come to you. Betty, Proverbs 30. Hopefully this isn't the one from the other week. Thy word I have hidden in my heart not sin against thee. Very good. That's Psalm 119, verse 11. That's all right. That's all right. Let's see. Now, Psalm, very good. You've got that. How about Proverbs 30, verse 5? Yes, that's the first one. Proverbs 30. I'll hold it right here. The word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Great. King James Version. King James Version, very good. Does anybody have the New King James Version? You have the Amplified Version. Your word is sure and true. It is a shield to all of those who put their trust in you. Amen. Very good, very good. Hezekiah 13.2. That's good. I'm glad you don't. I don't think there is a Hezekiah. Okay, Psalm 119.11. Someone else with that? Betty, you did a good job of that. Psalm 119, verse 11. Who has it? What are you looking it up for, Dad? Come on. Your word, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Yep. Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Very important passage of Scripture. And of course, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5. Every word of God is proven true. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. And so, both of those. Now, today, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 does anybody know Romans chapter 10 verse 17 Romans chapter 10 yeah you can put it up there yep so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so then faith 
comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Everybody repeat it once together with me. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So keep reviewing all three of those throughout the week uh, as you want to enlarge your memory of scripture. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5. And as you can tell some have memorized it in the Amplified, some King James, some probably NIV, some New King James. Uh, but memorize it and uh, get it in your heart because the word of God definitely will be a help and a blessing to you as you continue to grow in the Lord. The book, the Bible, is the most widely read and widely known book in the entire world. It is way, 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 way far out in advance above anything that is second place. And uh, if we think about some of the things we've talked about, the Bible, and its importance to you, and its importance to me is this, that one, it's powerful. It's powerful to save us. It's powerful to defend us when temptation comes. It has great value to us. The value is that it feeds us, it grows us, it corrects us, and it equips us. So the Word of God is powerful, and it has great value. Now also, what we're going to talk about today is how the Bible nourishes nourishes our soul and spirit. So just like in the, your physical body, your physical body needs nourishment, so does your spiritual man, your soul and your spirit. And a lot of times people don't think about it and they don't take real steps to get their spiritual man nourished. And the result of that is they starve their spiritual, their spiritual man and they end up getting weak in spirit and soul. So how do we go deeper in the word of God? Hebrews chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Reading from the New Living Translation. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You think uh, the author of, of Hebrews, most likely Paul, is getting fairly pointed with the Hebrews, with the, with the Jews. And certainly with all of us who would believe in the Lord. Verse 12. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So Paul's pretty clear about how important the word of God is to us. How many here love babies? Yeah, absolutely. We love babies. It'd be tough. If you don't love babies, something's wrong. Love, loving babies is marvelous. And, and these little guys, they, they get nurtured by drinking milk. Now, there's a point, a transition time, where they have to begin to transition from drinking milk to eating solid food. And it's a marvelous transition time because babies don't eat solid food. They wipe it on their face. 
it just gets messy and it's kind of fun to watch them and a lot of times when people are beginning to try and grow in the lord and they are transitioning just from being fed and just just being fed the milk of the word but they begin to dig in and start trying to learn and grow in it sometimes it gets messy I've heard some of the most spectacularly ridiculous ideas and doctrines from people who are trying to make that, that transition. And they get a little messy and they kind of get some, some odd ideas. But it's how important it is that you make that transition. You begin to feed upon the word of God. Now we expect to see a baby with a baby bottle. We expect to see that. We, what we don't expect to see, and it's actually somewhat disturbing to see, is someone who's like maybe 30 years of age, laying in a crib, in diapers, sucking on a baby bottle. That, that would be disturbing to see, wouldn't it? That, that, that's just wrong. And we know it's wrong, and yet the reality of it is there are some people who have a condition by which they still behave that way fully grown mature adults who like to lay in a crib wearing a diaper sucking on a baby bottle it's called this there's a name for it. it's called paraphilic infantilism isn't that amazing paraphilic infantilism and it's it's a person who's grown up who still likes to act like and be treated a lot like a baby for whatever weird reasons they have now christians Christians can actually have kind of a, a similar spiritual condition in which they stay in a perpetual state of babyhood spiritually. They never grow. And the reason that they never grow spiritually is because they don't take the extra steps to grow in the Word of God. They just, they just let someone feed them all the time. And if all you do is get fed by someone else, you stay in a perpetual state of uh, spiritual babyhood and so it's important that we grow in the word of god and that we don't just do that here's what jeremiah says jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16 your words were found and i ate them and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart for i am called by your name O lord god of hosts Jeremiah said, your words were found and I ate them. I consumed them into my spirit. Now, I doubt that he found a scroll in one of the temples somewhere and started munching on it. You know, I don't think that was it. Could I get a little salt, please? A little butter? I could wrap this on this thing on. No, that's not it. He's talking about feeding his soul and his spirit. I found the word of God and I began to eat it. I began to feed upon it. And it was the joy and rejoicing of my heart because it has such an important value to who he is and to every single one of us. Now, eating involves kind of a process. If we're going to physically eat, it involves tasting the food, involves chewing it, involves swallowing it involves digesting it and then your body starts absorbing all the nutrients into your body it affects you physically when we talk about eating the word of god we talk about taking the word of god into our soul and spirit feeding our soul and spirits spirit with the nutrient of god's word so we get healthy there's a process involved in that as well and i want to give you seven steps on how we can best consume the word of God in a way that really benefits our soul and spirit. The first one is this. Hear the word of God. 
hear the word of God. The first thing is, is we've got to hear it. For centuries, that's really all a lot of people had was the ability to hear it. Uh, for a lot of reasons. One reason was is that there were a lot fewer copies. That before the copying presses were ever invented, everything had to be hand uh, copied. And so there were, of course, obviously a lot less copies as a result. And so not everybody, not every home had a Bible in it like we have today. And so there were less copies. People couldn't just read it. They had to go to church and hear it. And the preacher would have to read the Word of God so that they could hear the Word of God. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, in the New Living Translation, uh, Paul says to Timothy, until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Read it, encourage them, and teach them what it says. Now, Paul's trying to tell Timothy, this is an important step in any of us beginning to feed upon the word of God. The first thing is, is that we've got to hear it now why is it important that you hear the word of god well because our memory verse this morning tells us romans chapter 10 verse 17 so then faith comes by what hearing and hearing by the word of god so when i hear the word of god it powerfully begins to work in my soul and spirit so that my faith begins to grow. You remember there was a time in which some of the disciples were talking to Jesus and they said, man, Lord, we want to do some of these powerful things. Would you just help help me increase our faith? How do you increase your faith? By hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God has an effect on the growth of our faith. And so it becomes important to to hear it. Now, I like to listen to the word of God uh, as well as read it. When I'm doing my journaling, now I don't do this every day, but, but I'd say probably, I'll bet four or five days out of any given week, not only do I... Uh, do I read the word of God so that I can journal it, but I listen to it as well. James, is this on? And, uh, and so there's a couple places you can go to. You can go to uh, the, um, you can go to, if you have a smartphone that has one of these, you know, see if it starts here. On the smartphone, if you have one of these uh, smartphones on the, on the Bible, let me hit it here. Let's see. Here we go. It's a smartphone. Let's see if it'll go. You can have a Bible app. Oh, yeah, it's working. The book of Proverbs, chapter 1. The Proverbs of Israel. For attaining wisdom and discipline. For understanding words of insight. For acquiring this is today's read. <laughs> you can <could> go <coughs> excuse me the reason I'm telling you that is because there are times <coughs> excuse me well, there are times when I want to be sure that I journal every day and I read every day but sometimes you, you get busy Do you, does anyone here get busy and it's time for you it's hard just to cut out reading it actually every day so sometimes uh, if I happen to going to go for a walk and I'm just going to go walking, I can plug it into, I can do the exercise of walking and I can listen 
to the scripture passage that I'm going to read that day. I can go back later and then I can journal on it. Or sometimes I uh, get into my truck and I'll bet probably, again, I'll bet probably four out of seven days during the week. I get into my truck before I leave the house in the morning. I go to one of these Bible apps. I hit the, pa- the place in which the scripture is. And while I'm driving, I can listen to it. And, it. and it saves me a little time, but I'm hearing the word of God. Most of the time, I then go back and I reread it so that I can journal it as well. And I do that in the morning. So, so I listen to it. I hear it. Now, there's Bible apps. Some is called, one is called uh, Bible Gateway, uh, Gateway Bible. So it was a, I have it right here on my phone. Let me just look. Uh, this is this is a great app because if you have a smartphone, you can actually go to it and listen to it uh, while you're doing other things. Bible Gateway, and you can download that. There's another one uh, that's called uh, U Version. Y O U U Version. You can put that on your phone. You can go right to it. It'll le- lead you right to the today's one. You can go to E newhope.org and you hit devotions and it has the exact chapters of the Bible that we're going to read for today on any given day. And so it saves you a little bit of time, but you're hearing the word of God. So even if you're not able to journal, at least you heard the word of God. It's a start of how you feed your soul and your spirit. Someone once said that if you stick with it, it'll stick with you. So you have to keep after it and keep disciplining yourself to it. Here's the second step. Step number one, hear the word. Second one is journal the word. Journal the word. Exodus chapter 17, verse 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua. Write it and then tell somebody what you have have written journal the words why we and isaac talked about in his opening this morning that's why we encourage you to get a journal you can in the front of the journal tells you what passage you could read today and then you can write something in your journal uh, about what you heard in that passage that you read and the great thing about writing it and journaling it is is that it has a table of contents at the front if you title it then you can always go back and, and uh, remind yourself some of the things that God spoke to you about. So for instance, some of my uh, titles are, are this, Attitude Works, Pursuing God, Sleep, there's a good one, wonder what that was about. Dispossessed, Daily Read the Word, Encouraged for Battle, One Word, Love, Looking Good, Delighted, Stewards of the Word, hasty commitments time to stay all of those direct me to a particular thought that as i was reading the word of god that helps me continue to grow in the word and so we use what we call the soap method we write down the scripture then we that's s then the o stands for observation you write a little observation then the a stands for application the p stands for prayer we do all those four things in our journal and it helps us to continue to grow so if i'm going to get nurtured from the word of god the first thing is i got to hear the word of god second thing is is do like the bible says numerous times god said to people write down what you heard me say so journaling the word becomes important Step number three, study the word. Study the word. This is where we begin to go deeper in the word on a personal level. It's, it's when you've read something in your journal and you think, what does that really mean? 
What does that mean? How, how does that affect my life? And, and uh, what was God say? Why did he ask him to do that? And how, what influence does that word have on this passage? It's when you find a commentary and you, you know, or, and, or you go online and look something up. One thing that really blesses me is oftentimes I'll get phone calls from, from people in the congregation who will call me on the phone to say, hey, I was reading this today in the, journal, in the journaling thing, and I was reading, what in the world does that mean? What was going on there? And uh, we get to talk about the Word of God together. And so you're going deeper. We're learning what does it really say and how does it affect my life? Here it is, Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. And uh, in the Holman translation of the Bible, Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. Now Ezra had determined in his heart to study the law of the Lord, obey it, and teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. Now if you notice Ezra, Ezra had come back from captivity and he understood something. The reason the people got taken into slavery and captive uh, by another nation is because they did not pay attention to the word of God and they did not live it out. And so when he came back from captivity, he determined that that wasn't gonna happen again, so he made a determination. There's a progression of things that happen here. The first thing that happens is he determined in his heart, he determined in his heart what he was gonna do, that he was gonna study the word of God. He made up his mind in order to, that he would study. The second thing is, he then made application of it. He began to obey it, and the last thing he did was he taught others. All of those things, that progression was important to help him grow in the word of God. So now what happens is, is that if we're just on the milk of the word, what it means is, is that we're just letting someone else feed us, uh, maybe even just once a week, just feed us, we're just getting the milk of the word. But if we're going to let it really nurture our soul and spirit, then we have to begin to actually get to where we're studying it and go a little deeper in it so that it makes a difference in our lives. It's one of the reasons we have the converge groups and encourage you to be a part of one because it's in those converge groups that you have a chance to say, you know, I read this and I'm not sure what in the world it was saying and why did this happen? What was God thinking here? You know, and, and you have a chance to discuss it together. Step number four, memorize. Memorize the word. That's what we do. That's what we're doing every week, right now during the course of this this series. I encourage you to do it, and we'll we'll kind of bring it up. What's Proverbs chapter thirty verse five? Every word of God is proven true. He is a shield to those who trust in Him, who put their trust in Him. You know, every week you go through them. Psalm one hundred nineteen verse eleven. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. We're memorizing it, getting it into our hearts. Now, the Bible does not talk about memorization. I mean, there is no word, there's no word memorize in the Bible. But the principle of it is there. In Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 18 through 20. Imprint these words of mine on your hearts and minds. Bind them as a sign on your hands and let them be a symbol on your foreheads. Have you ever seen pictures of the Jews where they have those little boxes called phylacteries on their foreheads or they have them on their arms or something because they took it literal they they put a scripture passage they put it in a little box they tie it around their head and there it is sitting they're walking around with a box on the front of their forehead you know unfortunately for some of them it doesn't go any deeper than that box 
because God wasn't just simply saying just tie something around your head you know it's kind of like like if you want to learn algebra take an algebra book put it under your pillow at night and sleep on it and then this morning in the morning you're supposed to be smarter it doesn't get that way you have to imprint it on your heart memorize it we get it into our hearts verse 19 teach them to your children talking about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates you notice that there's a couple things that you see over and over again the things you see over and over again is if you want the word of god to get deep into you you have to study it obey it you have to teach someone else tell someone else what you're sharing you have to write it and memorize it on your heart these things become important as you're really beginning to digest it into your soul and spirit. If we don't do those things, then what happens is we're just still babies drinking the milk of the word. We have to take the extra steps to go deeper. Memorize. Memorize the word of God. Why is it important to memorize the word of God? Psalm 119.11, again. Your word I have hidden in my heart. Why? so that I don't sin against you. I don't want to sin against God. Then memorizing it, imprinting it upon my heart helps to defend against temptation. So I know the word of God and it has a clear, clear impact on my life. So it becomes real important. Step number five, meditate on the word. Now what do you think of when you hear the word meditate? Okay, I know what I think of. Let's see. Here's what I think of when I hear the word. How many? When you hear the word meditate or meditation, this is kind of the picture you get in your head. Yeah, that's 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 what I think of is of this guy here with a nice little flower in his hand, looking really um, full of life, and uh, you know that's that's what I think of when I hear the word meditate. But that's not what God's talking about. When God talks about meditation, he's not talking about some guy with a long white flowing beard and a flower in his hand and his fingers put like this and he's humming. No, it's something much more than that. Something much more than that. Here's what the Bible says. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Now I memorized that uh, like Lee in the King James Version. Uh, this is the New King James Version, so it's just a little bit different. Uh, but because but the, you know, it gets rid of the these and the thous and all that stuff. But the point of the Bible here says this. A person who meditates in the word of God is a blessed person. And a person who discovers that their life can begin to prosper in a lot of areas of their life. How many here would like to have your life prosper in a lot of different areas? I certainly would. And how does that happen? According to the Bible, its promise is if we meditate on it, then it begins to have a powerful effect on us. 
Now, what does the word meditate then actually mean? It's not some guy sitting in a chair with a white beard with a flower in his hand. It, it has more to do with what happens with a cow when a cow is chewing its cud. When a, chow, when a, chow, when a cow chews its cud, what it does is, of course, it eats grass, chews it a little bit, and then it swallows it into one of its tummies. Then, later on, it regurgitates it, and it starts chewing on it again. And it chews on it, and chews on it, and chews on it, until it gets all the nutrients out of it. And then the nutrients begin to get absorbed into the body of the cow. It just chews on it. When the Bible says that we ought to meditate on the Word of God, it's actually saying you just need to chew on it a little bit. Chew on it. Think about it. Spend some time uh, giving some thought to it and chew on it. Let it go over and over in your mind quite a bit. And here's the great news is that there's promises attached to it. That if you will meditate on the Word of God, if you'll chew on it, then the Bible says you'll be a fruitful tree. Whatever you do begins to prosper because you're thinking and thinking on the Word of God. And the more you think on it, it has a way of coming out in how you live your life. We need to chew on the word of God. Step number six, obey the word. Obey the word. This, this is important because this is where you start putting it into action. You start putting it all into action. It's one thing to just hear it, but we have to get all the way to living it out in our lives and putting it into action. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that's in it. Do everything that you are told according to everything that's in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now notice how it says this, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So it's not just about hearing it, it's about doing it, living it out. So as you're chewing on it and chewing on it and chewing on it, it starts affecting how you're thinking so that now you can begin to live it out. So there's a process by which the truths of the Word of God begin to affect how you live your life. We have to obey the Word of God. So we, so we, we certainly hear it, we, we journal it, we study it, we memorize it, but we actually have to get clear to the place in which we are obeying it, living it out. James chapter 1, verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. See, here's the problem. Can a baby be easily deceived? Absolutely. Children are easy, easily manipulated, aren't they? How many children, they get to the time they're about, you know, five or six years old, uh, maybe some as old as 10, and then finally discover that there is no Santa Claus? And, and how, how defeating, yeah, John, you didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, how, how, how defeating that is, that they get to a place now that, oh, wait a minute, I was told I believed this. 
but they're easily manipulated. They're easily deceived. They're, when you're young and you're on the bottle, you can be easily deceived. It's when you start getting into the Word of God and you go beyond just hearing it, but you're digging into it, you're studying it, you're memorizing it, you're obeying it, it begins to have an effect on your life. So not just hearers, but doers of the Word, and then your faith begins to rise and your life as a Christian begins to be patterned more and more after what God intended for us. Step number seven, share the word. Share the word. Second Timothy chapter two, verse two. New Living Translation. You have, heard, uh, you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. See, the progression is, is that you hear it, and you, and, you, and you journal it, and you study it, and you, and you memorize it, and you obey it, and you keep going to a place now that you share it. And when you share it, it actually has an effect of actually sitting down in your spirit more and sinking into the fiber of who you are so that it becomes a part of who you are when you start sharing it so not just obeying now when he talks about being a teacher he's not saying every single person should one day become a sunday school teacher or a converge group teacher or leader or or a preacher doesn't mean that but it means that every one of us ought to be at a place in our lives at some point that we can share something of what we learned and gained from the Word of God. So that's why the journaling groups are really valuable because you can take your journal, you read, and you get together with a couple, three other people. You read what it is you wrote, and you then just share with them what you got out of that. It's very easy. And it might be a little messy. I've heard many people say, well, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't know what to write. I don't know how to do it. You know, nobody knows what to write when they start out. We're all real green at it. And some of our stuff sounds kind of, uh, in, in our own minds at least, childish, and yet it can be very, very life-changing and encouraging to someone else. And so you write it down, and you share it with someone else. So the progression of getting the nutrients of the Word of God into us is here, journal, study, memorize, meditate on it, chew on it, obey, and share. And if you go through that progression, you discover that the Word of God begins to take on something that actually starts transforming your life, changing who you are. Now, if you just feed on the milk of the Word, meaning that someone is giving it to you regularly, but you're getting it, maybe it's just once a week, that's great, that's helpful, that's the first step, but we stay somewhat immature in our relationship with God. It's not till we intentionally learn to feed ourselves and make application of it that we start getting uh, and growing in the Lord. Now here's what I'd like you to do. On those seven things, by the way, I don't do all seven of those every single day. Uh, I, I don't do that. I don't, I don't every day chew on something that I read in the journal. Uh, that I that I wrote down the journal. I don't, I don't do that. Not every day do I share something that I had learned with us. Quite a few because I'm a pastor. I I probably do more than maybe most people would. But I don't share every single day. Uh, but some days, quite 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 a few of them, I do. But which one of these can you start doing this week? 
Which one? You put a check by this. Maybe it's memorizing. Put a check by memorize then. Uh, if it's studying, going a little deeper, then put a little check by that. Or maybe for you, it's, it's chewing on it, meditating. Then do it. If maybe you just need to put into practice something, put a little check by that. What will you start doing this week? And the reason we're going through this series on the book is because we're getting into a time frame in which Christians are going to be tested. The Bible says that there will be a testing of your faith. And the Bible says that as Satan knows that his time is short, he's really going to increase the pressure on the saints. Things get rough. And nobody can live out your faith for you. You have to. And so by going ahead and intentionally going deeper in the Word and taking time to study it and grow in it, it'll help you when you face challenges in your life in the Lord. And so I want to encourage you to make some steps in that today. Start this week. Make the Word of God something more than just something that someone does for you. You read the Word of God. You hear it. You listen to it. You begin to grow in it. You begin to obey it. And God will absolutely have an effect on your life. Join with me in prayer. Father, we just come to you today, and I thank you for your Word. Lord, your Word is so important, so valuable. It, it does require a certain amount of time, and it does require a certain amount of discipline, much like it requires time and, and discipline to feed from your word uh, to feed our bodies physically and in healthy ways. We have to think about what we eat and put into our bodies and when and how much we put in so that we can be healthy. Lord, help us to see the value of making sure we feed upon your word like Jeremiah said, I found it and I ate it. Lord, help us to feed upon your word so our spirit and our soul get stronger and stronger in you. And we will praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If the usher